Male comedy ballet is a form of art that only two companies execute in the whole entire world. In any dance company, people just start to see this as like repetitive and they forget how hard they have worked to be where they are. And that's when they lose the light of happiness in life. You are Paloma Herrera because she's well known because of her beautiful feet. So your artistic name is Palomina Carrera. Boys wanting to dance on point, but they don't know who came behind them and who allowed them to do what they are doing now. Beyond the Mirror, Reflections of Lives Beyond the Glass. So I'm Jonathan Mendez. I am a professional ballet dancer, but I do male comedy ballet. What is male comedy ballet? Male comedy ballet is a form of art that only two companies execute in the whole entire world. Only we two? Are, only two companies do this professionally. Okay. Like, there are no more than 25 male dancers who do male comedy ballet. So we are professional ballet dancers. Like, we execute every single step as a ballet dancer, but we include the comedy as a element to create diversity on the performance. So only 25? Yes, around that. Like, professional. professional like, you way. have many boys now going on point, but they don't perform and work for a professional company. Okay. And that is, just say, only comedy ballet, because I think there is more companies that are doing more men on point, right? Yes, there, there are new projects. Isn't it one like Ballet 422 or something yeah, like that? Yeah, Ballet 22, uh -huh. you have Males on Point, which is a project in Mexico. They do, um, I mean, like, they do different kinds of approachment to dance. They don't do comedy. Comedy. So it's more about how male dancers are seen on the dance world performing on point. So it's completely different to what we do as male comedy, comedy ballet. Before this, we were talking about like the history of that. Would you tell us like the history of how this is started? Okay, so this is something that the new generation doesn't understand mm -hmm. because I think um, they they are being blessed by the past. So they just go in the room, put the point shoes, they execute the steps, they ask their dance teacher, oh, I want to dance on point. And then now their dance, teach, dance teacher is open-minded to say, okay, Go, go, go ahead, it. do it. But originally, this started as a group of friends many, many years ago when being gay was not seen well. And well, not that now it's okay, but <laughs> it was worse than now. Yes. And um, where everything started more like a nightclub, like a, a cabaret style, okay. like after dinner performances here in New York City. So for many years, this was not seen with respect on terms of something that was at the same level of any dance company. Mm -hmm. It wasn't look like an art. Yes, because it was something more like a nightclub, nightlife experience. But slowly, as classical ballet have done develop, the same happened with male comedy ballet. Dancers start to get more technical. Dancers start to be stronger not only on the comedy, but also in their technique. So slowly, male comedy ballet start to take place on the dance scene, like actually in the mainstream. Yes. 
So many people doesn't know this and, and people don't don't have a clue of how everything starts. They are just like lucky dancers who put their ponchos. The but scene. you think that this is something that happens like many years ago. But I've been dancing on point for, tw- wow, 10 years. 10 years now? Yes, for 10 years. Oh, no, more, 12 years. Wow. I lost the count. <laughs> I've been doing this for 12 years now. Yes, I started in 2010 to do point as a male comedy ballet dancer. And 12 years ago, it was not seen well. Like yeah. my dance teacher, I remember he say, okay, Go and get this job, and then, like, in one year... You come you... back to be a regular ballet dancer. Yes, yes. And also, I have learned many things. Like, I used to say the word, like, oh, a normal ballet company, or a professional ballet company. And then it's like you are taking away the professional mm-hmm. side of what you do because you don't know how to use the correct words. Yeah. So then I learned that I should say traditional ballet companies and... Male comedy ballet company. It's like both companies are professional. Mm -hmm. So it's not like... It's just different styles. It's kind of like saying I'll be nailing in New York City Ballet. Yes, yes. But, you know, because it's something that for so many years has been seen as not being part of the dance community, Mm -hmm. then you you don't know how to express. So it's been a process of also learning how to express myself about what I do so people understand the importance and the professional level of what we execute. No, it's amazing. It's also an art that a lot of people, we were saying this, that not everybody knows that there is male ballet comedy. Yes. Like, you just think about contemporary neoclassic in like ballet but you don't think like oh there is also male comedy ballet yes and you know the importance of what we do as a male comedy ballet is the the main project like my dance company we are a family show so it's not like we are a lgbtq performance only for this community we are a family show so everybody is invited if you are a little kid you are invited if you are a grandparent like if you are the typical gentleman who likes to go to see baseball you are also invited to see male comedy ballet because that's our purpose is to introduce the audience like people who have never been to the ballet our job is to show them the fun side of ballet. So mm-hmm. after they see this and they like this performance, they will consider going to see traditional ballet I companies. was going to say, it could be like an entrance for people who have never seen ballet to be like, okay, if I can watch this, maybe I can sit down for Swan Lake. Yes, yes. You Actually, that's, that's the whole purpose of... I mean, like, there are many, many, many things, but our main purpose is to show the fun side of ballet so people give a chance to traditional. Open a door. Yeah, yeah. yeah Actually, I really like it. I never even thought of it that way. Yes, yes. That's, it's, it's lots of layers under everything that we do. Like, the main reason is to introduce the audience into the ballet. Then we have been, with my dance company, we have been performing in many countries where being part of the community of LGBT community is not acceptable. But since we are a family show, We've been there and people in the community come to see the performance and they see there actually is nothing wrong with them because they identify with what we do. And of course, the most important for me is like we bring happiness to people. Mm -hmm. So besides going to see a good 
performance, technically, I mean, like show-wise, like production, you're going to have a good Fun. time, which we need, especially on these days. Time. Yes. yes. After everything that happens, you know, it's like we need this. We need all the happiness we can get. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, comedy and entertainment is what are the most things that, how do you say, are the things that grow the most in a times like this, like mm. recession and things like that, because it's what keeps people sane yeah. and what keeps them happy and for looking forward for what is coming. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you never know who whose life you are touching mm -hmm. when you are performing. And this is in general for any artist, any artist out there. But I have lived the experience of... <laughs> sorry, it's my alarm. I have lived the experience of going to perform and then exiting the theater and then seeing a lady on a wheelchair with an oxygen tank next to her and saying, I just had to ask the doctor to give me permission to leave the hospital so I can come to see this show because wow. I really need this. Like, when I have lived this kind of experience is when I go like, wow. When like, I do, it matters. Yes, yes, absolutely. Ugh. What what is your favorite thing to perform? Hmm. Like what is one piece that you are like, ah, oh, I could do this until the day. You know, I just enjoy every, every minute, minute, every every second. I mean, like every piece have their own particular um, stuff challenge. Yes, I mean, it's not like I could say like, oh, I if it's for me, I want to dance everything. Like if it's for me. I will be on stage in every single piece, you know? Yeah. So I, I, I just enjoy a lot being on, on stage and, and performing. So it's no, I cannot choose. Just one particular one. piece. No, no. But that is great. How long does it take you to get ready? Because it's probably a lot of work. It is a lot of work, but, you know, with, I mean, in the beginning it takes you longer and then you start to develop the skills to develop. yeah so we all the way that we work is like any professional ballet company when it goes on tour we arrive at the theater we have a warm-up class we have a rehearsal on the space and after that we have a one hour to get ready so no matter what you have, you to, have, be you have to be ready one, one hour. hour and after you just go to the performance. Okay. So normally we have one hour to do makeup, to do your hair, because we Oof. need to put our hair Wings. in a bun, and then to put your custom, your paint ties, and your ponchos, and warm up. So... Did you guys particularly use wigs or no? Yes. 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 Like right now I have long hair, and it's the first time in my life that I have long hair. But as a rule in the company, it's like no matter how long your hair is, you always have, have to wear, wear a wig. wig. Ugh. It's like part of your character. character. Also, yeah, you guys have fun names. I love that. Yes. So tell us so, a little bit about your name. My company is called Ballet LOL, LOL. Grandiva. Uh, many years ago, it was only Grandiva. And that's where the inspiration of the names come Came, from. Okay. So all the names in the company are based on those big divas of the ballet world. And what my artistic director, Victor Trivino, tried to do is that he always tried to find um, something that that ballerina has in common with, with you, you, you know? So I'm originally from Colombia, and there are no big divas um, coming from Colombia. 
Not yet. So, not yet. Hopefully, one day we have some. Yes. Not just one. Not just one. Yeah. But um, what he did was because I have a very flexible fee and everybody always talk about how beautiful my fee is. So he said, you are Paloma Herrera because she's well known because of her beautiful feet. So your artistic name is Palomina Carrera. But this also goes to the Palomino horse oh. and Carrera in Spanish is a, ho- race. Is a race. So it's always like... Layers of, of... Of layers on top yes, of layers. Yeah. So the inspiration is Paloma Herrera, the famous ballerina from American Ballet Theater, who is originally from Argentina. Argentina. But my character is Palomina Carrera, who is like a horse racer. Yes. That is funny. But we have many dancers like, I mean, Marianela Moroles. I, I love that, Moroles. Marianela Moroles because of Marianela Núñez. We have... Tama, Tamara Chili Rojo. Tamara Chili Rojo. <laughs> we have Misted Wonderland. I like that one too. We have, uh, I mean, Natalia Osipova, because is this are like an Australian dancer. So people from Australia is called Ossie. So this uh-huh. is Natalia Osipova. So, that, that is funny. It's very well played with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's like, it's amazing what my director have done with it's this. It's very creative. Yeah, yeah. What is the biggest audience that you guys have? Like, what is a place that you feel like the most love? Well, for sure, we are love everywhere, everywhere. We, we go, and like the the audience just like fall in love with the performance, and and everybody is like like very open to accept what we do. But uh, the Japanese audience have like a special connection with the company, like. The company has been performing since 1996. 1996, wow. In Japan. And the company had like six months tours, four months tours in Japan. Wow. In sold out theaters. Like these theaters have like 4,000, 5,000 people. So That's it's like... huge. Yeah. So it's, I think Japan has the special bound with the company. And... This is why many people in this side of the world doesn't know about the company because we have spent lots of time in Japan. In Japan. Yeah. Yeah. In the US, did you guys make like touring things or like... In the past, we had performed in like Chicago and here in New York, one time in Las Vegas. So, but New York, I mean, the US is not the biggest market market for, for the company. But now this year we have our first... Gala, Gala here in New York, so hopefully this takes over. How how that went? How was the gala like? Well, this is the first time in history that you have male comedy ballet combined with traditional ballet companies. Wow! So this is the first time that we have a gala where the dancers of male comedy ballet company are sharing equal space with dancers of traditional companies. And to be honest, it went very well. Like the audience love the the combination, how they can enjoy the comedy at the same time as enjoy the traditional, traditional uh, performances. That is very exciting. How many how many dancers were here in the gala? I think we had about 14, 15 dancers. 14, that's a lot. That's pretty big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have dancers from, I mean, Ballet Loel was the main company the main, hosting yeah. the, the gala. And we were hosting dancers from American Ballet Theater. 
de Geoffrey Ballet, San Diego Ballet, Alabama Ballet, Art Dance, a company from Seattle, and Fini Dance, a company from New York. Wow, it's pretty well-rounded. It's yes, like, yes. It's it like was, you came, the U.S. came together <laughs> to do this gala. Yeah, yeah, it was a big deal because, you know, like having all these dancers who, where they are coming from, are well-known, you know, and having the chance to all get together in New York, it was, and for a good cause because it was a benefit performance. For, for a LGBTQ, LGBTQ shelter. That is beautiful. Are yeah. you guys planning on doing more galas? Hopefully next year. Like, you know, after the show, everybody was like, so when is the next when one? When is the next one? Yeah. So hopefully next year, I think it's going to be probably something in, in September. And um, maybe instead of doing one show, we do two performances, like... We are we are thinking thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is very exciting. What was the most challenging challenging thing about doing this gala? Because they are not easy. Like you, you know, because everybody sees gala and you think like, oh, we just have to put a performance. But like you have to have the dancers, you have to have the lighting crew, you need to have stage manager, you need to have seats, you need to promote. Yeah. So Balelo and Friends was um, a responsibility that I took under the name of my dance company and the blessing of my artistic director. So putting this show together was um, very difficult in so many aspects because you are in New York City to start. So it's like finding the theater, making sure you have like insurance, insurance. everything. Like That's something they also as a dancers have no idea. Oh, no. As a dancer, you know, like... I think the best thing that happens to me about doing this is that I understood my director position in so many ways. It's not something that I have criticized from him. It's something that I have always seen him doing. But now you understand, oh, he used to do this because this is the reason. It's like it's like you start to connect that. Oh, yeah. It's like it doesn't matter how long you've been doing this. You think you know and you don't. And you don't know. It's like... It's like I always have respect for my director, but now I have three more times respect. more respect because it's like, wow. You're like, oh, being a director is easy. I just have to boss people around. And it's well, like, many people think like that, you mm -hmm. know, it's like they have no, no idea. What comes around? You're like, what does he do after we rehearse? Exactly. And it's like, well, he's working in whatever <laughs> details and logistics he comes after. Yes, he has no life because uh -huh. if he's not in the studio, he has to be at home doing like... Taxes. No, yeah, like <laughs> programs, uh, press release. Like there were so many things that I have no clue. And thank God I have a group of people next to me, helping me and like guiding me, which I from the bottom of my heart like uh, doing the programs you know like getting bios uh, finding publicity how to I mean it's, it's, a, it's, a, yeah, it's a mountain of work yeah and also like the lighting talking to the stage manager explaining to him what is the we need what is gonna do. and especially because like we all try to prepare but once again this is New York so you only have an amount of hours that you can use the space in the same day of the show. So Ugh. it's not like, it's not like, oh, we have a theater for three days and we go and rehearse. And we go there. here and then you have lunch and then you come back to the theater. Yeah. And like, wow. Especially when you have a group of dancers that are coming from different, different places. places. You know, it's like, 
um, we were, we were like, okay, we arrive here on Friday, we rehearse on Saturday, and then we dance on Sunday. Sunday. So it's like very much everybody has to come. Ready, ready. As ready as it comes. Yeah. Wow. But I have to say that I was so lucky because everyone on the production was happy. And for me, that was the most important. You know, it's hard to keep dancers happy. So that's very. Yeah, no, everybody was so happy. Everybody was so positive. Everybody was willing to, to do it because we closed the show with a coda okay. where everybody danced. But, you know, when you go to see a gala, normally the final coda is when dancers come and do a little 16 counts uh -huh. of something yeah. similar of the choreography that they present on the program. But our coda was not like this. Oh, really? Our coda is a coda that my company does every time we perform. Oh, so all the dancers learn like a little part of you guys' choreography. Yes. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, you know, like, okay, you guys, like, we are opening this window of male comedy ballet to, to you. you. And this is what we are going to do. And this coda is very, like, circus, like, technical, like, show fuertes, off. A la seconde. Yes. 540s, like, everything that you have imagined. And then at the end, we do a company bow where every single one have an individual bow. But normally what we do is like a bow with... Representative of what you are. Yes. Who you show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, it was not like a classical like, bow. Thank you. It was uh, like a... Sassy. Sassy, funny character. So I love to see how these dancers who are always... So traditional and like, I'm yeah, the prince yeah, yeah. come. Yeah. So they were like, I was like... I give them the option because this is my, my director's choreography. So I talk to him and I say, okay, we're going to do this. What do you recommend? And he said, just give them the option. Like if they want to do a funny, so we put the funny. If they wanted just to do the traditional bow, so we do like whatever they feel comfortable. And I love because everybody was like, yeah, let's go for let's it. Do like, it. Let's do it. So I mean, it's, it's, it's so good for them. And for us, like, it's as traditional because you don't get the opportunity to be funny. I mean, there is balance that you get, like, those little chances, but there is many, like, little roles that have the yeah. opportunity to be funny. I will take it. Like, yes. You know, like... I mean, <laughs> and we are using the word funny because what we do, it, it becomes funny. But it's like creating it's serious a work. moment. I mean, yeah, but it's like giving the dancers the opportunity to explore... Um, Something that is gonna make their artistic side more rich. Yes. Uh huh. I mean, because they, when you say funny, like yes, it's funny, but people think, oh, they are playing around. Yeah, and no, and no. this is what we were talking about before a little bit, saying like people think the funny is just like oh, I'm just gonna goof. Mm -hmm. When it's like no, that requires a lot of talent. It requires you knowing timing. It requires you understanding the audience. It's like so many things that you have to think about the. It's, it's insane. Like, it's, yes. it's an art form just in general to learn how to make people laugh. Yeah. So, for example, I've been dancing for 23 years since I started training classical. Classical. Learning. And I've been doing comedy 12. Half? Wow, it's already half. Yeah. 
And the funniest thing is that my character wear these very big, long eyelashes. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no matter what I do, if the fuete, if the balance, if the pas de bure, whatever I do, at the end of the show, everybody just compliment my eyelashes. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> so it's funny because, you know, it's like I've been training all my life and people just think about my, my eyelashes. eyelashes. So you understand how important it is to do your steps. steps, but to keep the character at life and not mm -hmm. only going through the line of, okay, I have to be serious because I am a ballet dancer. It's like you have to work combining both, which is very, very difficult. It's very challenging. Yeah. And as you say, because sometimes as a ballet dancer, like you just are so square, like, I have to do this tombe paure perfectly, and I have to close feet, and I have to do turnout, and all of this, and that takes out, like, the artisticity, you know, yeah. like, the so I can imagine thinking about that, but also thinking about how can I make this in character or more funny, too. It's very challenging. Like, yes, yes. You know, but I have to say that I'm very blessed, because my dance director during all the years that I have worked with him, he has allowed me to explore, to, that. To explore this. And not all the companies have the same vision. And this is why I think my company is very unique in that aspect. Because my dance director allow us to explore. He give you tools like, okay, tonight we're going to try this. Let's see if it works. And then... Maybe he comes and say, oh, that didn't work. Try this instead of that. And then like slowly you start to realize what your action on the stage is getting the reaction from the audience. So I have to say that many people always come and say like, oh, my God, you are so funny. And like your character, since you go on stage, like we cannot stop looking, stop at, looking you. at you. Wow. And I have to say like maybe something uh, I mean natural on me to be a clown <laughs> but at the same time it's something that my dance director have give me all these tools to create this character to bloom that to yeah. like, like if you ever come to see our show there is one part where we where i have to cross the stage walking like just walking like a normal just human just walking walk and walk in my character, like I'm Taglioni in the Padacat and I walk. Like, I'm not doing anything else more than Walk. walking. And people probably go crazy. Yes, they do. I mean, and I'm like, <laughs> I haven't danced, I haven't done anything. Because it has a beauty, you know, sometimes we think that the more impressive steps are the ones who are going to give us the claps, but sometimes mm. it's the most simple things because people can relate to that. Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah. That is very interesting. Yeah. And it was funny because the last performance in the gala, like, I was walking, people were laughing, and then suddenly somebody screamed, you are so beautiful. And oh. I'm like, like, you know, like, then I have that chance to kind of, like, react to the Play action to and then, like, go to my place and start my variation. That is fun. I mean, this is kind of, like, perfect. Do you change your jokes during the variation, like for example, one night you do a joke here, and if, like, do you change it depending on where you are, depending on the audience, depending, depending on the country? Um, you know, it's very funny because my company is an international cast. So, another layer of the beauty of what we do is that 
we send the message that we all come from different places, but when we unite, we can work together with no problems. So the audiences uh, don't change depending their countries. I don't okay. know. It's like, it's, um, it's, it's something beautiful. It's like, whatever you are, the audience always react to the approach that we are giving them the same, the same way. way. Oh. So it's very interesting because you will think like, oh, this, this, this country this should country, be this and this yeah. country should be that. Maybe, for example, when we were to China, the first couple of performances were difficult because culturally they, they've been told that when they go to the theater, they don't make any sound, sound or emotion, right? Mm -hmm. They've been told you are here, you have to be quiet. So in our performance, we need that freedom of laughing. you feel like you're laughing. Yes, reacting to what's happening. So we have to kind of change because there is a message in the beginning of the show. Like, you know, like turn like, off welcome, your phone, yeah, blah, 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 uh -huh. blah. Don't make noise, this and that. So we have to change that announcement. To we like, have to say like, it's okay to laugh. It's, a, it's okay to clap. clap. Because... You have to let like let them know that it's okay because technically they've been told not, not to. to do it. That's the only place that I can say it was different. That, but, but that's that's good. We we in our company we have been doing that and like we did it in the past show and the reception of the audience was so much better. Mm. I think it gave them the freedom to enjoy the show. Yes. Because I think sometimes what you say, people are so known to like, okay, I'm going to the ballet and I have to be this perfect person who cannot mm -hmm. cough, cannot clap, cannot do anything. <laughs> and then that takes out the fun of what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you give them the permission, yes. they really understand what's happening on the stage. Yeah. But um, for example, what you were saying is like, This um, company in general is always open to different cultures, different religions, different everything. everything. So at the end of the day, it's like whatever way we approach the performance, the people always take it in a good way. How do you keep yourself inspired? Because I... You kind of told me a little bit that you guys do all, sometimes the same performance a lot of times. Mm -hmm. So how can you keep it fresh and how can you keep yourself inspired to do it again? So that was your previous question that I didn't answer because I went somewhere else, which is typical me. It's okay, it's okay, we're doing great. But <laughs> your question was like, how, if I change the, the jokes and is is related to this to inspire this, uh -huh. question because we don't change the jokes in terms of like, If it's something that you already know the words, you don't you want don't to change it. change it because you know the audience is getting the the mm -hmm. action. But um, I mean, this is what I love to do. So I'm I'm you just happy to inspire be no matter there. what. Yes, it's like I feel my blessing, which I think is the main problem because we get so comfortable doing what we do. Mm -hmm. In any dance company, people just start to see this as like repetitive mm -hmm. and they forget how hard they have worked to be where they are. And that's when they lose the light of happiness in life. In life. You know, it's like this is not even related if you get tired of doing the same character over and over. It's like you just cannot get tired of the blessing that you have in your life. So that's my approach for life. I really life. like it. I never thought of it. I really love what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's my approach of life. So it's like, I'm going on tour. Oh, yes, I'm going on vacation. Like, in my <laughs> head, I'm going to vacation. That's mm -hmm. like, and 
of course, I'm working. I'm working, but... I am spending lots of energy. My body's tired. Sometimes I get, I don't know, blisters, <laughs> sore muscles. But in my head, it's like I am enjoying every single, single second. second. It's like, actually, like, when we have the last show, everybody gets sad. Everybody's like... This is over. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of like when the TV show that you love ends. Yeah, yeah. But like to give you an example, one time we have a six months tour and Oof. we did the same show 110 times. 110. Yes. Wow. And then if you ask me like, will you do it again? Of course. You're like, tomorrow, call yeah. me. Like, what did I say? <laughs> I, say? I would love to. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's pretty I mean, like. Maybe sometimes you you play one role and another time you you play a different another. one. Like maybe because my director give us, I mean, a chance to rest when you have so many shows, like you have to change characters or maybe today. Like we don't have um, ranks in my company, mm -hmm. but let's say in the first ballet, I do a principal character. In the second ballet, I do a principal character. And then on the third ballet, I'm a court de ballet. And in my case, I'm completely fine Finally. because when you are a company of 14, 15 dancers, it's like You're all the you same. are seen. Mm -hmm. It's like no matter what. People need to understand that everyone is important in this performance. So, you know, sometimes it's funny when I do Swan Lake because we do the big swans and all I have to do is like cross the stage running. And then at one point I bump into the wall oh. <laughs> and people just like love it. And, and, and it's like, I'm just happy. You happy know? It's to like, do this. Yeah. And that was a comment that I received from the people who came to see the, the gala. They were like, you look so happy when you were there. You, you look so happy. And I was happy. You were really like, happy. Yeah, this is what I love to do. Good. It's hard to find people that enjoy that to that level. Mm. Because I think we all kind of enjoy it. But there is moments, for example, for me that I'm like, oh, when is this is over? Mm. And like, I love, I'm going to think of what you're saying. You know, like, because that's going to help me so much. Yeah. Because it's hard sometimes, but it's like, I still am having a blessing to be doing this. Yes. Like, yes. I could be packing bags at Walmart. Or something. Which is not it's, it's not bad. It's nothing wrong. But, you know, it's like, I'm, it's not your passion. Yeah, I'm privileged to do my passion and being able just to do it. And yeah. sometimes I'm so privileged in that that I forget about it. Mm -hmm. And I complain about it. And this is the problem in, the, in life in general. In general. You know, it's like we have the blessings in front of our face, mm -hmm. but we are not capable to see to it. See them. So it's important to always take a minute, see what you have. And think of how much you are appreciating what you are doing. Just a simple thing. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like what they say a lot of billionaires. They're like, I wish everybody was a millionaire to see that this is not happiness. Oh, yeah, of course. People think the money is happiness, uh -huh. but money is far away from being happiness. So it's very interesting. One of the other things that I wanted to say, to talk about is, did you see yourself as a director now that you have the opportunity to kind of like produce a show, to kind of like have all these different aspects and see them? Like, would you want to go into that round? So let's start from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a little kid in our school in Colbalé, in, in Colombia, I mean, I remember always seeing myself as a choreographer, as a director. Like, I don't know if you remember. Yeah, I, 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 that we were always doing like... 
theater plays. I have a vivid moment of you, <laughs> and this is how I'll probably forever remember you, of you dancing in La Sala 2 mm. with the TV, the chair, oh, yeah. and the table. Yeah, yeah. I remember that performance. Still, like, in, that was probably, what, 15 years ago? M more. More? Yes. Like 17, probably. Uh -huh. Yeah. Exactly. So I always have this drive of, like, I mean, I love dancing and I enjoy it, but I also love to be on the other side. But especially with what I do, like, if I ever have the chance, what I would love to do is to keep my director's vision and my director's um, legacy oh. alive. Like, because, you know, once again, we have no clue about Meol Comedy Ballet. Yes. And my director, I feel like he was a very important piece of Meol Comedy Ballet history because he's from the period where dancers were funny, but at the same time, technically start to be better. Just to give you a little information, like my director was on tour with his dance, I mean, with Trocadero when he was a dancer for Trocadero in Argentina. Julio Boca came to see the show and okay. he was like, I want to dance the Black Swan with him. Oh, really? So my dance director danced the Black Swan with Julio Boca in Ooh, Argentina. Are you kidding me? And wow. it's like, you know. People have no clue about this. No. It's like, I just wish somebody decided to write a book about dance history and including male comedy ballet as something that has been part of the dance evolution, you know, because now we get on this point of... You can do it. Boys wanting to dance on point, but they don't know who came behind them and who allowed them to, to do, do what they are doing now. Yeah. Wow, I mean, you can write the book, you can study. First, I need to learn English. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, it's like, if I ever get the chance to be an artistic director, for, like, I already know that my job is to keep my dance director legacy alive. The legacy alive. Yeah, because the way he has seen... And he has a brush comedy. It's like my dance director is like um, like a Chespirito. Okay. You know, it's like these people who are born with just like, if you don't know what Chespirito is, check it out. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I mean, it's like somebody who was born with this gift. Raw talent. Yeah. There. Of like comedy. comedy, you know, like. He goes on stage and you just cannot take your eyes away. I mean, he stopped dancing like three years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he was dancing at his 60 years old. He's still doing like the dance one. That is incredible. Yeah, yeah. And people were like laughing. Like when somebody like him comes on stage, it's like people go crazy. Yes. You know, it's like it's something that I admire a lot. I, I, yeah, I truly admire that. Only... Also, for him to keep the energy alive, too. Mm -hmm. Because there is a lot of people who keep dancing at 50, 60, but just feel like they're just there because they don't want to give it up. They are mm. not there mm. because mm. they are truly enjoying the passion, yeah. as you say. Yeah, no. Like, those 110 performances that I mentioned, he did the dance one, and the 110 times I stayed backstage watching, watching him. him. Because you can't see the reaction from the audience, but at the same time, how much he loved what he was doing. Oh. So for me, it was like, 
everybody else may be changing for other customs. And I was like, just I want to watch this. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. I really like what you're saying about keeping the legacy alive. Also making it bigger. I think that's also a good point and a good thing because we need to grow the arts and we yeah. need to give every single part the importance that it, it has. Mm. In more, also kind of how we were talking about the beginning about this being an entry, entrance for the ballet. Yeah, yeah. Because this is not only going to make you guys better, it's going to make everybody else in the dance world better and more attractive for the world. Yeah. I, honestly, I feel very blessed. It may not be known, this company in the U.S., but what I have experienced has not only made me a better person, but a better artist. And and I'm, I'm just so thrilled that I was in this position where I can receive so much information from my artistic director who allowed me to grow and become the artist that I am, you know? Yeah. Because I think, like, if you don't have a director who allows you to do this, of course you will never get there. Mm -hmm. You just become a machine doing steps, and that's not the point. No, that, that's not truly it's, art. Yeah. It's kind of like everybody can make a song, but not everybody can make a good song yes. about art. Yes, it's the same. That's very good. How how would you keep or how would you inspire somebody to keep themselves or to keep or to try to dance or to keep dancing? So I am also a ballet teacher and I, what I always tell my students is, number one, you don't dance for anybody else. You dance for yourself. And I think every day we get into this competitive. Yes, dance in general, the dance world is competitive, but You cannot forget that you dance because this is your passion and this is what you love to do. So that's what I always tell my students, like you dance for yourself. And I think what is the hardest thing about ballet is that we are a community, but at the same time, you have to think about you. So you dance for yourself, but you have to be able to dance with others. Mm -hmm. So that's my inspiration quotes always. It's like keep working hard in what you want to accomplish but don't lose the genuine part of work with others oh, really? because when you become just um, me, 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 me 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 is of course it's not good so it's like a very difficult combination of work with others but be selfish yes you know but I mean, of course i don't use those words yeah, it's, it's a balance of both Yeah. And it's kind of like everything in life. Yeah. You have to have a little bit of both to be able to succeed. And always follow your heart. I yes. say this, like, follow your heart. This is what you love to do. So go for it. Go for it. Thank you so much for coming. You're welcome. No, thank you so much for doing this. I really, really no, appreciate no. it. And hopefully this is not the only one, with only time we do it. Yes. I will be waiting here for you. Yes. Good. We can do it before the gala. Mm -hmm. That would be lovely. Yeah. All right. Gracias. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Beyond the Mirror. If you enjoyed this podcast, please hit follow or subscribe so you can stay up to date on new episodes. Until next time.